Tonight's show is brought to you by Triton Dynamics. Have you ever wanted to work on the cutting edge of technology? Whether it's the advanced Kaser armor-piercing gun or the legendary Arrhenius special operations fighter, Triton Dynamics pushes technology to its limits and beyond. The Terran Vasudan Alliance is looking for new tools to help fight the latest Shivan incursion and could use your help to develop them. If you have a background in engineering or technical design, Triton Dynamics wants to talk to you. Contact us today to find out how you can help keep the Shivans at bay and secure the future of humanity and Vasudan alike. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> and your co-host, Hunter. Tharsis. What is it? It, it rubs the Tharsis <laughs> on its skin, or it gets Drops the dice again. Yes! <laughs> F- fucking Tharsis. How does that work? Okay, uh, and um, we have several guests tonight first joining us from san francisco california uh oh god <laughs> totally blanking lead producer at choice provisions matt hickman Yay. howdy you're the one that's actually responsible for this partially. <laughs> oh, is, partially is choice provisions a reference to the frozen meat <laughs> no is that a okay. meat is that a thing well, you'd have your provisions, right? Which is, you know, your food in the freezer. It's right. the captain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wave, everybody. Sorry, guys. Like, what? So, you want to start uh, over? We're going to be talking about Tharsis tonight. And joining us, we have, uh, first, we have Space Game Junkie's resident super fan of Tharsis. He's won, he's, his, his win rate is up to 50% as of today. If oh, I, I thought you were talking about Mark. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, friend of the yeah. show, and then regular uh, more, of a, more, of a, more of an acquaintance of the show, I think. Friend, yeah, buddy of the show, uh, drinking buddy of the show. Uh, <laughs> ben Parrish calling from Hello. Tennessee. Thursus rules. Yes, and, and for the other side of that particular coin, uh, we brought in someone who has just as strong feelings about the game. That <laughs> uh, our friend. Oh, God. Mark? Something? Yes. Mark. Oh. Hewitt. Hewitt, thank you. I'm so out of it today. Otherwise known as <laughs> Captain Rage Quit. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No. I have to, no, Mark, Mark promised full, full us. Disclosure, he said as soon I did as not the show's qu- over, he's going to format his computer and throw the hard drive down the street just so he can get oh, Tharsis as far from it as quite. possible. De- deleting, <laughs> deleting the install will be sufficient. <laughs> It, it was definitely interesting. It was an interesting game to see. It has, for certainly for uh, video games, unique mechanics, and definitely something, especially if you're interested in that, to check out. But now, not something now, to keep. Now, Matt, I don't know if you, uh, Matt, I don't know if you saw my Let's Play, but uh, I have to be honest. I have an issue with games like this. I don't know exactly what it is, but it gives me this horrible anxiety. These kind of crew management games where, like, there's a part of my brain that knows they're going to die. And Uh so there's some kind of empathy that leads to this anxiety that just makes me 
horribly anxious and depressed and exhausted. And take it pan- very personally. And panicked. I do take it very personally. I do. He, like, hyperventilated and passed out playing FTL. <laughs> I, 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 I did. He's the only man on Earth that plays FTL I'm, with a barf bag on his desk. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I, after a while, I had to stop playing FTL because I was this close to a panic attack. I'm not you, even If kidding. you could somehow get some spiders in this game that will seal the deal. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, sakes. we wanted to put a dog in there, but... Oh, how... Oh. <laughs> that would have fucking killed me. Or if a cat, even worse, because spaceships have cats. There's precedence for that. Um, right, and then you get... You get like one. No, the problem is, if you have the Chinese guy in the crew, then the cat is gone, like, on turn one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Well, that'll do it for the space game joking. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Um, it's not so racist just, if it's true. Uh, so I, I just wanted to say that I I had a real problem playing your game, and I don't think it's your game. I think it's me. And so I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I would say uh, thank you. Our, our goal was that you would get attached to the crew and you would worry about them. It's why we have their faces there and they're freaking out is, you know, they are that supposed didn't to help. panic you. That made it worse. <laughs> right. That there needs made to be a it worse mod. for me. Uh, I, can, we, can we replace the faces with the little Kerbal guys? <laughs> Not yet. Let's put Jeremiah in there. He's always happy about whatever happens. <laughs> If you had Jeremiah on there, you'd get to Mars every time. <laughs> it was just him in a jetpack. That's, that's it. <laughs> oh, anyway, so this game is basically, when you boil it down, it's a game of spaceship and crew management. It's also risk management. And the way you handle the situations, the crises uh, put up to you, is kind of like a board game because you have dice. Yeah, so, and the, the game was originally, uh, for the first several months of its existence, just a paper prototype. Um, really? So you actually did have a physical manifestation of this in, in its early stages? I was going to ask about that. Yeah, most of the systems were mocked. Well, all the systems were mocked out on paper and using little cubes and physical dice and cards and stuff. And then it evolved from there into kind of a lighter uh, iPad game. And then we just lighter? continued to... Yeah, it's a, a, a little lighter, and then built it out from there. Um, built up the systems a little more, added some more depth. Um, you know, fleshed out how the stress system works and a few other things, and you know, decided to add the fun particle effects to it, and and kind of just ramped it up to a PC console game. And that's that's what you're playing here. So, is it only on the PC, or is it going to be? It's, it's um... on PS4 as well. I oh, that's both, right. I own both versions. Uh, if you were curious, uh, yeah, of course. Wow, we got a we got a <laughs> diehard fan over here. I told you, I'm I playing it right you. now. How do you play it with a controller? How does it play with a controller? You just uh, flip through. You know, you select the dice. You you can't pull. You move things around like you can on the PC. You just sort of use the stick to select things, and then I actually prefer the uh, the controller myself playing at home um because I, I can sort stuff faster with the controller um instead huh. of dragging but uh and and does the pc version work with the controller i didn't have plug one plugged in when no, I it's it. just keyboard and mouse but, well but mostly the, mouse now but the mouse allows you to you know pull the dice around and you can click on the little panels and stuff in the background and make them open and close and that's a lot of fun. I'm glad you you noticed those. Oh yeah, I didn't notice. I was watching it on Twitch and someone started 
messing around in the med bay. I was like, oh, that's cool. And so then one playthrough, I just went to every single room and I'm a crazy person, but I sat there for 30 minutes cl- clicking on every little panel to see what I could get to open and close. In the life support module, there is a very, very small reference to the the other game that exists in the same universe as this, Laser Life. There's a very, very subtle <laughs> reference to that game in the life support module. Oh, man. So is so, Life something that's on PC, or is that mobile only? Yeah, yeah, it's PC, uh, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, and if you don't know the connection, at the beginning of the game when Commander Cross is blown off of the ship, uh, Commander Cross's body is just lost to space, and Laser Life is a game where you actually explore all the memories of that astronaut in a music rhythm game. Oh, wow, trippy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I remember this. So, was this was this inspired by uh, um, Dark Star One or not Dark Star One? Dark Star, the movie Dark yeah, Star. Yeah, Dark Star. Uh, a lot of our style um, came from stuff like Dark Star, and obviously two thousand one, and like. Barbarella. Well, I was just thinking about when they had Commander Pinback, and he was like a popsicle that they kept in the floor, and yes. then they would go talk to him, and and he was just like tripping. Is, Why do you uh, think this game appeals to me so much? My <laughs> online name has been Pinback since I was 12 years old. Oh, uh, I did not make that connection, but now I got it. Okay, but yeah, uh, there's definitely influences from a lot of movies like Dark Star and of that that sci-fi era, especially if you look at the the aesthetics of it. You know, all these panels and monitors and things everywhere with information about God knows what and buttons that go to something and. Uh, the aesthetic is definitely pulled from that 70s sci-fi and has, we think, that sort of fatalistic humor that Dark Star has. Yeah. So let, let's do this, because we, we've been talking about the game, but we haven't really said what the game is about, right? So mm-hmm. g- give us the elevator pitch for people who have no clue what Tharsis is. It is a survival strategy game in space with dice and cannibalism. Yeah, so so it's what it's a it's a nine week trip to Mars it's where everything weeks, goes wrong. Um, yeah, your your ship is past the point of no return to return Three to Earth. If it's Brian, so you only <laughs> so you yeah, only that. have uh, the chance the choice to go on to Mars and try and accomplish your mission, which is to figure out what this strange signal coming from Mars is. Uh, so your crew is just trying to survive long enough to make it to Mars and in the name of completing the mission and nothing else. Uh, so you are trying turn by turn to just keep the ship together from the essentially irreparable damage caused by a meteoroid strike. And just uh, <sighs> like every week, more things break, right? So right. I noticed there's a pattern, right? Like, so like, what is it? Like two things on the first week, and then a couple things on the second week, and then the third week you get screwed, like, every time. Yeah, so in normal mode it's 2, 2, 3, 2, 3, 2, 2, 3, 2, 1, I think? I, I, believe, I believe normal mode you go 2, 2, 3, 2, 2, 3, 3, 3, 1, um, no, 2... Three, three. Oh crap! I gotta look. I wrote this down. <laughs> and then the last turn is one. Yeah, for me it goes two, two, three. Start over. <laughs> yeah, two, two, three, two, two, three, two, three, three, one. 
That's how it goes, yeah. Right. And then normal mode is a little different distribution, um, or hard mode, sorry. And the, the major difference between hard mode is the way that our game uh, distributes events is there are three decks uh, from easy, normal, hard, and then the cards that are in those decks become harder based on either how many more uh, hazard dice there are or how much work they take to solve. And we draw a distribution of those, and hard mode just draws more from the harder decks sooner. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? <clears throat> this reminds me of, because it is very much board game style, obviously, because we've talked about it, but um, it reminds me of like a single-player version of The Captain is Dead. What's that? A, a board game, it's a collaborative board game in which the captain has died and you have to uh, try and repair the ship and survive uh, the the board, essentially. So it's a team-based board game where all the players have to play against the board from um, ship breaking to um, aliens like beaming in, stuff like that. Of course, this doesn't have, you know, the aliens invading, but... <laughs> it could. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of influences and uh, mechanics that we definitely share with a lot of board games. There's a lot of space alert in this game. Um, A lot of the dice management stuff and how the matching works has a lot of Alien Frontiers elements to it. Um, The way we draw and manage events is a lot like how Pandemic handles their events. Um, So there's definitely a huge amount of board game in this. Also, who's playing right now? Oh, that's just video for my Let's Play. That's so it's going to be very depressed. It's going to be terrible. Don't even pay yeah, attention. I was like, why did you put the dice there? It's Don't because I'm because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this, and so I I like I said, I get so emotional. I can't like, I can't see, you know, I can't see the the strategy. I get so like wrapped up in. Oh my God, they're going to die! I can't see what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> like Ben. Ben has been giving me shit all week. That's true. About I'm playing to... right now. I'm on week nine. It's been it's been a pretty easy one, but I, you know I do random just to get a little extra challenge in there. <laughs> a little extra challenge. Yeah, I, I learned a lot from Ben's video about some of the dice management stuff because there there were things I just didn't quite understand, and and this seems to be one of those games where. You're you're meant to just chain lose until you actually figure some of the mechanics out. You have you know and you have some of those aha moments until finally you have figured out enough of how things work to to actually get to the end once right. And then it's like optimizing after that. But it, it's the I'm I really like dice mechanics in games. It was like I worked on a role playing game twenty uh, some years ago right, and it, it was like looking at that and trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to get the dice to work and, you know, to do whatever. And my wife's yelling at the dog, and that's awesome. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell the dog did, but it must have been good. So um, looking at the dice mechanics here, right, and it, as far as coming up with how to balance that, right, and you, and you said you, you did a lot of physical test in this, you know, at the, at the dining room table, right? Um, how did you arrive at, you know, like, okay, the dice are on average going to have, uh, you know, a three or four, so three and a half, 
right? And mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, you need this many dice with these odds to get that number. So, you know, I mean, how how did that evolve? Uh, so there was a lot of just pen and paper of how <clears throat> of balancing a lot of things, right? Because obviously you can't be successful at the game if you are just rolling straight for the events. Um, you, in many cases, don't have the, the sum of all of your dice will not complete events. So it was coming up with uh, tiered events that had a certain number of work value associated with them that would be out of reach, which would force you to strategize. And then when we had to compensate with other things like the research cards and uh, the choice phase and how many dice you get from food and uh, how the stress values affect uh, which choice cards you're delivered. And it's hard to give it a this, then that of how we balance the game because the systems evolved along with our balance. It started with just very simple, you have dice, the events at one time only affected your hull, your ship value. And so it was a much simpler system to balance of like, well, you're going to need to maintain this much hull, which means you have to solve this many events. The odds of you solving this level of event will require this many dice and balancing it simply. And then from there, we added other events and more complexity, like the events that cost you health, events that cost you food, um, AP, and then the system failures uh, became our way of stopping people from just camping out in like the botany lab and the maintenance uh, module from just spamming food and hole to keep the ship alive forever is doing sys fails, so you'd have to spend dice there so it's kind of hard to explain how we balance the game other than slowly growing getting it balanced from a simple level which was just the module abilities and uh hole damage and then adding layers from there uh and then the final balancing pass was really several months of playtesting and yeah, because this doesn't good. seem like something that you could automate testing on, because no. there's too much choice. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is the the ran the, the biggest complaint obviously is that the game is too random. That there's too much randomness. That your fate isn't in your hands. That's the thing we're seeing over and over and over again. Which we know that's not the case. We know that you can every game that you're presented with is winnable. Um, we set the min max in a way that the maximum was always completable but what we realized we didn't do well was early on teaching people the strategy you needed to win every game um, and see that all of the systems are there and that you can attack all of the problems that occur in a more roundabout way you can flank every event that comes at you um, so no we couldn't really automate testing of the game because even though the events that are drawn are predictable within a certain range, there is randomness in where they occur. So what's your win percentage? Uh, all time? It's hard to sense release. It's uh, it's about 50%? Oh, okay, so basically uh, Pinback's as good as the guy that made the game. Alright, we're done here. <laughs> well, I, I know I, I'm done here. The lead designer can beat it pretty much at will. Um, I'm just a lowly producer. I just manage the team. <laughs> but uh, Zach Gage, who's was the the main systems designer, and then internally Danny, who is our our lead designer, the two of them can beat the game just 
will. They know the systems well enough, and they understand the strategy behind it. Um, are, they, are, are they are they confident fellows? Do they have a sense of self respect that maybe I don't have? <laughs> that helps them win the game. <laughs> Uh, well, I would say they have a sense of self-respect, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't I know. But I don't think go that's why they're good at the Colorado game. With them. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I, um, see, you guys made it very hard for someone like me because of the faces. That's what did it for me. The, the faces of the crew just look so... Horrifying to me, you know, and, and 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 it just killed me every time I played it. Like, oh god, they're so scared. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want it to be just this emotionless click through space. You know, it it wasn't meant to be. Funny enough, it's the negative illusion that a lot of people make is that it's like craps. Like, well, that's not what we didn't want. They're not supposed to just be numbers that you bet on. They're not supposed to just be chits that you lose they're your crew they're your people they have names they have faces that you're supposed to connect with and you should be afraid of them dying you should hesitate when you eat them it should make your crew go insane because they wouldn't be happy about eating their dead crewmates and it would make the journey harder and the sooner except for that one guy except for the one guy (laughs) now when did was cannibalism a thing from the get-go or was that like rolled in later that was always part of the plan so to speak um (laughs) a lot of the inspiration for the journey was actually the um one of the in stories that inspired moby dick uh about a whaling crew that was shipwrecked and the few surviving members of that shipwreck survived on a on a dinghy for, I don't know, I think it was a, a couple weeks or something, maybe longer. Uh, and they resorted to eating pieces of one of their dead fellow crewmates. And when yeah. they were found, they were completely insane and, you know, had protein poisoning and dehydration. And that notion of that in space is absolutely horrifying and incredibly compelling. Uh, and that inspired a lot of that part portion of the game. It also that's, inspired that's... the Atkins diet. <laughs> that's the um that's the book and now the film in the heart of the sea i've read the book uh and reading the book was sufficient i don't need to see the film uh, <laughs> i think the real tragedy with it is that literally they started eating a person and they were rescued about two days afterwards and they could but that's the whole point they didn't know that right yeah but the guy was dead anyway right i mean if you killed him to eat him that's different but if he's already I can't dead. remember, but I thought they did kill him. But I think they did kill him. Yeah. But I, I think he was dying. Yeah. But yeah, that that was the the a lot of the inspiration for the cannibalism part is this journey, this completely hopeless journey, and it's how far will you go to live? Now we have the option that, of course, you can make food, you can survive the journey without eating people, but. Um, what fun is that? But what fun is that? And actually, I've noticed from watching so many Twitch and YouTube playthroughs that uh, the sooner people cannibalize, the less chance they have to win. Excuse me, I'll be right back. You guys keep talking. <laughs> yeah, the balance is incredible, it, just in that way, in that it, it, you're trying to tell a story where 
cannibalism is the last ditch way to survive and there are so many negative consequences for it that yeah i mean yeah i the i i I don't know that everybody realizes the connection between your your stress and especially cannibalizing makes your stress skyrocket um and how that affects what you're given in the decision phase right well Um, i mean i'll tell you i've watched a lot of people streaming the game the last week and i would say 70 percent of them don't know what stress even does i mean they're always uh, they're asking the chat does anybody know what stress does (laughs) so i would have to agree with that too it stresses is stresses it's the thing that will literally kill you because it makes that um what's the name of that phase the uh choose a side project yeah yeah it makes that a killer if you're not if you don't keep control of your stress yeah absolutely and and that was a we went back and forth a lot actually on how to present stress uh because we we always wanted it to be kind of this subtle stat that you could kind of as a player forget about and underestimate its power um and the way it, it literally works is the higher your stress we draw from more extreme decisions because your crew is freaking out and in some cases losing their minds because of what's going on. So they're presenting outlandish things because they're not thinking clearly. So keeping their stress down would be a critical component to surviving. Um, We thought that that correlation would become clear after several games. And then we actually threw in a few uh, tips in that phase about how stress affects it. But um, I think we underestimated how how many people would overlook that connection and how important it was. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I've been, I'm on the uh, Steam forums a lot, and I have been since the beginning, trying to understand what, how it has a mixed uh, rating on Steam. Because it, it's not... It's not because it's full of bugs and it's not made well. It's made extremely well. But I think there's just so little understanding from yeah. new players. Yeah, that's been really hard for us. Um, very it's hard for nuts. Us. It's got well, to yeah, drive you nuts. It's very hard knowing the intricacies of the system and and trying to explain... You know, a lot of people thought that our dice were some kind of weighted random number generator and that we animated dice based on the results of that, and that's not the case. Um, they're just physics objects that have force applied to them like you were rolling dice. Um, you know, we randomize the position of the dice before we roll them, trying to give you an authentic dice roll. Um, but I think when people were saying there's too much RNG, there's too much RNG, they didn't really actually mean that there's too much random number generation they meant that they felt powerless and they didn't understand the means by which they could overcome the randomness which is the point that was our point of the game was take randomness and and pull success out of it um take Mm. all of this random bad shit happening to you and overcome it like that was the point of the game and the point of all of these systems of having repair of having crew abilities that each individual offers something to the crew, that each module is important in its own right. That was the goal, is make sure that 
people would see there's all these tools at your disposal. You don't just have to dive in and take on a raging fire. I got to admit, that's kind of how it felt for me. I mean, I read the manual and I watched that video and it's funny. The more I read the manual and the, when I watched the video, I just had this feeling of dread. Like, I know it's coming. I'm going to fail. People are going to die. <laughs> unless you, uh, you know, unless you pull them out of it. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like I could. I don't know why I didn't feel like I could. Like you said, you the tools are there, but for some reason, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. Well, and that's, that's, I mean, I think that's why you see such polar opinions on it. It's how, you know, a handful of people at Mashable and Time and a few others can say, man, this thing is great. And you can have guys at PC Gamer that tell us that it's terrible and broken and impossible. Um, you know, which is really, really tough for us to look at because, you know, we're like, it's not impossible at all. It's not unbeatable, not remotely. So to say, to hear things like there is no method, there is no system, this is all just random chance, uh, was, it has been extremely frustrating for us because it's not the case. There's actually no more randomness in this than, you know, an FTL or in anything. Actually, there's probably less because we don't weight the randomness. The dice roll as the dice would roll. Um, it's just, I guess we're not giving kind of that illusion of player choice as much because we're giving you the dice straight up, revealing the dice right in front of you. These are the numbers you have to work with. Um, kind of flipped that RNG uh, system kind of backwards from what people were used to. And it seems like about, you know, 30% of people uh, don't like that. And it's, it's, it's upset people. And we're, we're glad people are emotional about the game. Like, that's awesome. We love that as people making games. Um, I guess we didn't expect people to think that because it was difficult and because it was difficult to discern that that meant it was bad or broken. I don't see. I I said throughout my video, this this is not the fault of the game. This is my fault, and it'd be great if more people understood that. Because it, it did you did you expect that there'd be really no middle ground with people's reactions to this game? Either either it clicks and like they're all over it and it makes sense, or people there there are people who are like, I don't get this. It's hard. Fuck it, you know. And and so, did you expect that kind of um? absolute going on yeah for sure i mean we knew that there would be people who just walked away and said this game isn't for me um we but that doesn't mean it sucks i wish people would understand that just because it isn't for you doesn't mean it's a bad game right that's the thing we didn't expect we didn't expect people to be like i don't like this this isn't for me and it's bad and well, it's my, poorly made. And, and my favorite one, and I just went out of my mind, is this guy who, the review was, I really enjoyed it, I like it, I think it's cool, but I, I'm not going to recommend it. <laughs> so I give it a thumbs down. Because, wow, really? Uh, yeah, so, so just because I liked it doesn't mean I would recommend it to anybody. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. And, 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 even from a journalistic slash reviewers well, this was, standpoint this was just like a comment but you know in, in their steam reviews but i've seen uh. the same sentiment in in professional sites um you know not to call people out but it's just like i've seen like i had a great time there are moments of brilliance there's you know and they go on and on and then 
but it's terrible. And that's, <laughs> I, I don't understand. And that, that has been really tough for us to see. And we don't, we're not sure what, like, well, what could we have done about that? And um, actually part of what we're trying to do right now is, you know, we've, we've told people pretty openly in the steam forums that we're working on um, challenges and scenarios and missions and things that uh, we can gear in a way to help teach people, like help guide them into the strategies to be successful. Oh, okay. Um, we're, I mean, we're working on those literally right now. Um, oh, cool. But is that it, you know, the, is, sorry, is that what the missions are going to be? Like yeah. there's that button for missions. Is that what that's going to be? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, we want to get those in, obviously it, you know, takes time <laughs> making games takes time but we're trying to get it out there for people to help those that uh you know maybe the tutorial which we meant to teach mechanics um not necessarily strategy and we're hoping the challenges will kind of guide people in strategies that'll help them to be successful and help them to see the systems that are underpinning the randomness well the the game is obviously crafted that there's a whole bunch of interlocking components and that you have so many things you have to manage. And it's not immediately advisable because it's like most management things. Something just because something is glaringly right in front of you, do you address these things? Well, how much do you address them? Um But unfortunately the the whole game it's very stressful the entire run of the game. And then the likelihood is, is people don't, if they, I don't think, I don't know, has anyone heard of anyone picking up and just getting this game right off the bat? Yeah, actually, when, just we, one. <laughs> when we, we showed the game at TwitchCon, uh, PSX, and PAX Prime, and at each of those shows, at least three people walked up, picked up the controller, and beat the game. I guess you get enough people, but the thing about it is, even even um, even Ben, there you lost a lot of your first twenty odd games. I think you mentioned, uh, I believe Ben. Correct. The thing, the thing about it is, there's there's a nuance to this game that it's you. First of all, you have to kind of know well. These are the special abilities of the crew. These are the special abilities of each of the modules, and this is the rough sequence of what's going to happen over your whole mission. And you have to work kind of at managing all these things at once. It's mm-hmm. the equivalent thing is like um, the critical thing in winning tough FTL battles is the kind of like the the, um, the attack sequence of your weapons and disrupting the attack sequence of uh, the your opponent's weapons and a few other special things you have to throw in, especially when you get to the big boss fights at the end. Right. Um, the thing about this is this this game it's got that distressing factor of the um the faces of the crew are they're just far enough on the human side of the uncanny valley to start kind of hooking into you mm-hmm. and then there's all it's like like even in a game like FTL you have nice sections of it you have like the easy portions the enjoyable portions so it's not it's not all crisis management from one step to the next but but Tharsis is Yes. It's like you're always being on that edge. And it probably it's just people and because then people if people don't get that right away, if they don't start willing well well uh, often enough right away, it becomes then that greater burden. They're expecting to lose. They're knowing it's going to be tough getting through the game. Well, and I guess that a lot of that is you're you're correct and that's the uh, the the what it 
the game presents, but the reactions can be so different. Like for me, uh, I'm an old guy with a lot of responsibility, so I like a nice, uh, tight gaming experience. And you have these 10 turns you have to deal with, and it's done in a way where it feels like every single decision is important and interesting. You know, do I take... Who do I take there, or and where do I take them? What do I use research on? And you have to be doing that at every step. But then in 20, 30 minutes, it's over. And uh, you feel like you've gotten a pretty intense workout, <laughs> a mental workout. Uh, so if, if it went on longer than that, I think uh, even I would have had that reaction. Like, I can't take another 20, 30 minutes of this. Mm. But yeah, you, and that that was really the goal. Like you're you're kind of nailing what the the objective for the game was. Um, particularly if you keep in mind that it originated as a, a tablet game that you would maybe be able to play a couple turns and then stop and then pick it up. Um, but it was meant to condense all those things. You you know mention FTL and that game is obviously longer and there's a lot more sections like you say that you jump to a point and there's nothing there. You breathe a sigh of relief. You jump to another place. Oh, it's a friendly thing. You get it. You get a. You get a bit. Um, we kind of compressed all. Well, not kind of. We did compress those feelings into one kind of non-stop ride. And the feelings of of relief are when you do take a educated chance and roll your dice and you roll well. That's your breath of relief. That's your moment of happiness. Is when you roll well, um, or when 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 something works out. When you draw a new card and it's the card you need and you had already paid into research so you can use it effectively, those are your rewards. Those are your your cash-ins, um, so to speak. Hmm. And it, it goes with my cup of coffee now in the morning. I said, my, you know, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people say, don't talk to me before I have my coffee. Don't talk to me before I have my first run-through because it just gets me going. It makes, it makes, you know, snaps the mind to attention and uh, ready to go. But Mark, I mean, point taken, Mark, that I, I think some of the emotion is coming from that, that it is a stressful experience by design. Um, you know, we, we didn't want it to be necessarily a pleasant journey. You know, it was meant to be a rewarding one, a challenging one, uh, you know, but it's not it's not a joy ride. It's, uh, you know, it's Apollo 13 times as many weeks and it's meant to be a, a, a stress ride where, oh, something else went wrong. Oh, wait, now we're running out of oxygen? No, we're not. We're, we're building up CO2. Oh, well, shit, now we need to re-enter the atmosphere. Oh, okay, well, we might drown in the ocean if we have a bad... It, it's meant to be that nonstop ride. Um, and one of the most brilliant moments, I think, is the last turn, the way that is constructed, where it's just one event and you have to bring everybody up. And that that it, it's almost like we made it, guys. Everyone out of the pool, and that's it's this low. It, that's the lowest stress turn in the game. You've made it, and I've won the game fifty, sixty times already, and it's still fun on that last turn. Just to, uh, it's just a sigh of relief to get everybody up there, and get the yeah. hell, get the hell off this stupid ship. My last game, which was my fourth win, my twenty-second game, is more like um, Ben's commonly experiencing now and i had that same thing it's also the first time i managed to land all four crew and you get to that point because you prepared along the way you've kept their health up you've kept the ship's integrity up and therefore you've managed so you don't have a massive number of events still unfixed and therefore you can leave them and just get everyone into flight control and and land um 
but part of the problem is, is this is a really, really well crafted game, well balanced. And I've thought of a few suggestions for it, which uh, won't bother having on here. I'll, I'll pass them on to Matt later on, uh, see if they're interesting at all to the, the people there. But they're all trivial little things. If I, if someone said to me, well, what would you do to, to improve the performance? Like it's getting one, th- one third of the comments on Steam for the la- last week and both this week um, are negative. What would you do to improve that? I don't know that I could even suggest a change to put into this that would not hurt necessarily hurt the game. It's that I, I mean it's unpleasant. I don't really want to be uh, like Ben. I don't want to think about playing it first. Nobody opening. does. <laughs> well, no, not everyone. Some people. <laughs> there obviously some people like it that well, but it's like it's like, when you craft a game to a certain point, you want you have to craft it to be as good as it can be and to be as appropriate as it can be, and just glibly changing it is not necessarily going to improve it. Even it's like so, well, make it easier. That's a different experience. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm actually really really glad that you point that out because we, we do read all the Steam comments. We do read every thread in there. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost everything that's been suggested we've talked about at length. Um, should assist happen automatically? Should it not? Should you choose it? Should there be more of it? Should there be an easy mode? Should there, you know, all those things, like we've talked through all those things and wait, some of them actually have been in the game for a period of time and we played through it and decided it wasn't right. Everything was very intentional the way the game is. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right there that a lot of those things, uh, would change the game. We think to its detriment, um, what we're trying to do is add, depth and and add a way for players to experience that good feeling that that feeling of getting the the crew to the flight uh control module and that that kind of elation on a shorter scale add challenges so they can can get that little bite of success that market sounds like has been really kind of turning you off and what maybe turned you away from the game was that many turns of stress and that many turns of frustration made you not want to play it anymore made you not as interested as opposed to some of the reviews, which are saying that the game's random, the game's unbeatable. Um, it seems like that's not how you feel about it. I would say the game, it's tough. It's tough to the point of almost being brutal, but in a way, some people I'm, like that. Some people want that. Yeah. Well, some people want that challenge. Obviously Ben wants that challenge. And like I say, I mean, I've, I've thought about this. I say, well, toned out. The only thing, like the, literally the amount of tweaking involved in the level of events uh, would probably be minuscule and would it really make a different difference? Because people really do have to learn. It The, 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 the difficulty is, it comes down to, in, in a lot of games, is so many games it seems to be you have to play them all the way through to really get it. Like say something like World of Tanks, which I play, play a lot of. It's one thing... Once you've played a map over and over and over again, you start to know the map. You know what you have to do in that situation. Like there's a lot of things you generally do, but you want to do certain things on a particular map. Well, you get a brand new map. Oh, well, got to learn all the new stuff about something again. So it's in a, in a game that you say that after you've learned the system and then you learn how to fix, use the system to win is one thing. But can you give someone a game that they can play right off? I don't think there's any game that you can quite do that. 
So it, I mean, it, it's in some ways I just have to say it's it just doesn't suit me well enough. I found it interesting. Certainly, the mechanics are very interesting. The fact that everything is so well crafted, it's fantastic. But it's not a game I want to keep playing. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, and I I definitely can respect that. And we knew there were people who the game just would not be for them. Um, I guess we were hoping for more of your perspective on it, which is, you know, those systems are there. Those systems are clearly very tightly woven where actually, you know, we change one small thing. It would completely throw the balance of the game um, in a totally different direction, which may not be a bad direction, but a totally unexpected direction. Um, We're just not sure. Like you say, like so much of those controversial ratings, how do you, get those people to not necessarily give it a thumbs up because maybe they can't recommend the game because it's not for them. But where's that breakthrough that people understand that success is in their control. It is within their ability. See, so here's, here's, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, here's my take on Tharsis, uh, really the way I view it. And uh, I, I neither like it nor dislike it. I, I think it's a, it's a great game. I don't know how often I'll play it. Um, I've enjoyed what I've played so far. But the thing that I've noticed with Tharsis that seems to, to be just kind of uh, the deal is Tharsis is the solitaire of board games in a digital mar- uh, marketplace, right? So I play it by myself, but it's it's clearly board game mechanics, right? There's dice rolls, there's 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 cards that draw events, that place the events on the board. It's it's it's, it's clearly that. And uh, if you like board games and you like challenging board games, um, I mean, uh, this is going to have a, all those familiar events to it. And it's, um, um, but you know, some like playing board games with other people instead of by themselves. I mean, yeah, I, well, I partially you know just is. to interject super quick, like, I, I agree with you, it does have the trappings of a board game, but um, it's not actually distinct mechanically from a lot of video games, right? Like, drawing decks of events and rolling dice to determine outcomes and things like that is, you know, that is the cornerstone of video games. They've, they've all come from that. They're hidden right. beneath how they're portrayed to the player they don't see physical cards that you can click through you don't see physical dice roll um that was kind of our goal actually was to bridge the board gamer and solo board gamer with the solo kind of strategy video gamer and try and find a middle ground right exactly and that and that's actually what i was saying was is board games in and of themselves um take um uh what what was the big one i've been playing a lot of um uh, Eldritch Horror, for example, Eldritch Horror is a, is a big is a big board game. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of different mechanics to it, but it's also very challenging. And you have um, a lot of things that just keep coming at you, and you play that with other people. But I but you can also technically play it by yourself. And I equate um, and the I think of I think of Mark here. Mark Mark sees this game and sees the greatness of the mechanics of it, but it's not for him. I see Mark having the same viewpoint, say, as to something like Eldritch Horror, where it's just like, wow, this this is a really great game, but Jesus, I'm not going to spend, like, five hours playing it. Um, sometimes certain games get a buy. Like, sometimes if it's horror, it gets a buy. Or it depends on the scale as well. Like, there the old role-playing game, Call of Cthulhu, 
Uh, well, how did your characters end up? You have two choices. You end up either dead or mad. <laughs> right. But it's the, right. it's, it, it, the thing that that's the destination, which is important in a game. But the journey also matters, too. The problem is Tharsis has a stressful journey with a kind of downer of a destination. <laughs> well, and again, you know, it's... Um... It's all it's all based on on you know what you like and what you don't like. So I uh, well, were you? Were I guess saying, what I was trying to say was it's yeah. Go ahead, Jim. When you were saying you know it's, it's kind of got that board game thing and except it's single player. Imagine if this game was four player co op and everybody had lose... to decide what their character did. You yeah. would end so many friendships. I was gonna say I would lose so many friends that way. I it's like just... Eldritch diplomacy. <laughs> the the thing about it is, is when, you, that, when, when you throw in the social factor, it can make a horrible situation either either worse or it can make it very tolerable. That that if if especially if it, it depends on how it then it depends upon the the social strength of the group. Which you hope is for people playing a game. You hope they have a little, at least a little bit of reasonableness. But you can get that difference. Um, yeah, you get a four-man debate about who's going to go where and do what every time. Well, you, you could technically do that, though, couldn't you? I mean, you could still play this. Oh, we totally time. could. Yeah, that that would be I mean, a hell of a let's play to do, wouldn't it? You know, you just like each person. Oh God! You get, you get four well, I got people. fired up right now. Let's do it. You say, oh, you know, no. this person, this person, you you have control of this person, and then uh, Jim, you have control of of the the lady person, and then you know, because <laughs> he always picks the girl. So I'm just saying, Jim, you know, play the lady person, and. uh so, uh, yeah, I mean, from from every vantage point, from what Matt was saying about bridging that gap, I honestly think that you did bridge that gap pretty well. And um, what's this made in again? What did you guys use to make this game? Uh, Unity. Unity. It's the flavor of the year, isn't it? Uh, I, 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 really, I really like that. That's nice. Yeah, it's uh, Unity with, like, a handful of our own plugins and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it, it's just... It made for a really easy tool for the artist to work with and our designer to get in there and 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 plug away at our you know admittedly massive systems underpinning this game. So is this is this game uh, can this game be uh, modified? Can is there any room for like custom uh, maps per se or custom scenarios or? I mean that's the system we're building out right now for challenges is making ah, that okay. more accessible internally and then you know I mean it's it's indie game development right like we'll support it as long as people are playing it um <laughs> it's the the classic so you support 20. it as long as I am playing it because that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm concerned about <laughs> we hope so right yeah, I mean, we would love to keep making scenarios. We'd love to keep making them. We'd love to make new modules and new crew members and make, like, hey, now you're flying the ship to Titan. Like, we would love to do all that stuff, um, you know, but... Or, or what about, like, if, if one of the crew uh, turns undead or, we, we or turns out to that. be an android? Or, you know, it could be... We have definitely talked about that. We've also talked about... Um, one of my favorite ones you'll hear you'll hear it here first is the moon scenario that uh, you're all clones of one crew member. Oh god! Spoilers. Um, 
and they're all at varying ages and they're all inevitably dying <laughs> and you have to figure out how to keep them going. But uh, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of things we could do with this and we'd love to keep going because, you know, we, we do really, really love what we built here. We really like it. Um, well, like the, the original alien 1979. Yeah. If you translated that to Tharsis dice mechanics, like, you know, Oh, well we're, we're going into the alien ship. Roll some dice. Yeah, I, Oops, it shit, would be great one. to build that stuff, to build out other modules and other other scenarios. Um, but you know, people got to keep buying the game. <laughs> roll the one. That's a good one. <laughs> so you're going to be adding missions and stuff. Now, I think one thing that would have helped me—I don't know if this can be implemented—but some kind of interactive tutorial. You know, like maybe the first level of the game you play, it tells you, oh, you should do this with this dice, do this with this dice. You know, just to say, put it like it's an idiot mode for someone like me. You know, like the first time you play it, hey, idiot, this is how you play it. Yeah, so, yeah, we that was one thing with that tutorial we have teaching mechanics. But the difficult part about doing a... No, don't put that there. Oh, is uh, we we don't and can't control the dice rolls. That's true. They're not, That's you know, true. they're not animated. They're just physical objects. So we have no way of forcing most scenarios because we can't force the dice to roll a particular thing. Um, mm. The can... only thing you could perhaps do is you would have to basically make a, a canned replay of a scenario where you get to walk the person through kind of like almost like Ben did with that one game, but that he lost that where he described a few things. We don't need to talk about that. Well, no, but the thing (laughs) about it is, is you you just added in enough comments that with everything else I did. So you, you can, the problem is, is, is it going to be enough for the player? That may not be it. Even walked through a game with some description saying, Oh, this is what happened here. And we rolled the dice, and I decided to do this, this, and this. Even if you, first of all, there's a lot of, that's a lot of work. And then getting it out to the game is a lot of work and effort. And then how much impact does it have? Well, there's a whole lot of let's plays out there. I mean, um, if, uh, to some degree, though, you have to explain players are going to work a bit at, at learning how to play the game. Yeah, um, and actually, actually, those are uh, that is the plan with some of the scenarios is shorter, not necessarily handheld, but more directed missions to teach the mechanics and and not just teach stuff, but also hopefully they're fun to to solve those problems and make little puzzles and stuff like that. So that, that's definitely the goal in the coming weeks and and months is to keep adding that content to make it fun and the big overall goal is making it to Mars. Right. Well, what happens when you get to Mars? Never mind, don't tell me. I don't want to Nobody was... knows. I still don't know. I did it fifty times. Oh, when you get to Mars you find <laughs> out what you're you're basically playing a game over and over again where you get to fly um um a uh, spacecraft falling apart going to Mars. The end. <laughs> like one minute you look out the window. Oh, we're here. <laughs> oh, and wait, I'm actually going to. One of the guys in the comments brings it up, and it's I've seen it come up that the Iktomi that the ship is a piece of junk, but it's not. It is falling apart, but it's because it was hit with yeah, a hit meteor, a meteor storm large yeah. enough to blow off an entire piece of it. Like 
it used to be a good ship, but then it got hit with a huge cloud of rocks. So just, you know, it's not it's not that shitty of a ship. It's keeping them alive for 10 weeks. That's a long time in space. Yeah, that is a long time in space. With holes. <laughs> with holes and fires and leaks. All, well, I all, figure, all I figure sorts if Matt of Damon could get off of Mars, I can get to Mars. So. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, the Martian would have he... been a whole different movie if there'd have been a corpse and some cannibalism, like and that dice. debate. And, and, and no, dice not, not even and that. But if there, if there was and just dice. like a, a dead crew member, you know, there's there's him and a dead guy, and then everybody else got away, and he's like, hmm, I could uh, I could plant some potatoes, or I could eat the dead guy, or both. Everybody or both. loves meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I kind of do like how, like, when you finally go to Candlewood and the blaze get di- the the place, the dice get bloody. <laughs> yeah, I, I do oh, like yeah. that. That that's a nice little uh, that's a nice reminder, little cle- clever touch that you just ate yeah. someone. <laughs> okay, I got a, I got an idea. So for your next game, you could do um, Lovecraft's uh, Mountains of Madness, but put it on Mars, right? Like the <laughs> yes. Please do that. I mean, really, your your Eldritch Horror comparison. Yeah, I mean, Eldritch Horror is moving, closing portals, getting clues, moving on, moving on. Like it is uh, actually, that's a pretty apt comparison, even though that's not one we've we've talked about speaking to this game. But yeah, that is pretty close. It is this just kind of like never ending attack, except instead of a well, you know, a, a right. ancient one, it's just space being shitty. Well, because with 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 Eldritch Horror, for those who haven't played it, I mean, you, you go against like uh, you pick a demon that you're going to go against at the beginning of the game, and then you just play. But like with some of them, if you get to the part where the demon just comes out, like the world is pretty much going to end, and they give you maybe like a one percent chance of actually defeating the the guy. But there's one particular demon, Azathoth, that where if like he comes out, it's just like world explodes. You're done. Goodbye. Yeah. And that's and that's pretty much that's like you know Tharsis. It's just like if you don't do it, you're dead. Goodbye. So <laughs> all while trying to re- remove lesser demons and close portals and navigate over here. Oh shit, that person died. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that does remind me of uh, when you're talking Eldritch Horror. You're reminding me of the um, the MMO that did Eldritch Horror, which was the Secret World. And I think that was a very well-crafted MMO. It's got some, like, oh, the, really? uh, the missions had these amazing, like, uh, full animated uh, little kind of uh, film clips you saw. And there were some of them that were literally amazing. I mean, I looked a few of them up on YouTube just to watch them again. The problem was with The Secret World is it represented that Eldritch Horror World far too well. And the safe spots in that world that you could go to with your character were just so empty and so little to do there. So to really do anything, you basically had to fling yourself back at the horror again. And which is kind of a bit of the problem that Tharsis has. It's, it's so there is no middle ground. It's, there's no safe place. So there's no breathing space in Tharsis. Uh, so that's the problem if you do Eldritch Horror. Because sometimes if you do it too well, you're going to hurt your own game in a way. Hmm. So you kind of have to give those safe spaces 
to your player enough of it so that they kind of make the overall experience good enough, like not so downer enough that that it the in the end it doesn't matter how good the game is, it still makes people not want to play it. Hmm. That's an interesting angle on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've lost twice while we've been talking about it, and I don't feel the least bit bad. <laughs> See, I, I guess that's um, I guess I guess that you have a detachment that I don't. You know, which is fine. You know, it's just for me, I get I get too attached. I don't even know why. You know, it was bad enough with FTL, but I couldn't see their faces in FTL. <laughs> you know, so when they died, it was like, oh god, that felt horrible. But in here, like, not only do I see their faces and they look horrified when they die, they're like, their last moment is frozen in this horror, horror movie, in white. You guys are mean, Matt. You guys are mean. Possibly. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm I talking mean, to uh, a guy on uh, Steam who's listening, and he says he agrees with me and doesn't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> it's not just me. We're out there. No, I mean, I'm. you know what? Here's the thing about the current state of gaming. I love that we're at a place where a game like this can exist. You know, and I love that there are people out there who want to play it, and I'm glad there are people out there enjoying it. I'm just not one of them. But I, I think there's a lot of problem with a lot of younger gamers or gamers who have this sense of entitlement. <laughs> that, like we were talking about earlier, if 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 it's not for me, it's not good, and you can separate that. This game is not for me, but it is well constructed and it is well made, and it is a good game. Yeah, but that's what bugs me, and I'm sure it it it. it it's exasperating to the developers is that's not what most of these people are saying is that, you know, they're blasting it for being random and broken and unfair. And you say, well, no. And they go, well, everyone's allowed to have an opinion. And I'm like, but that opinion is just, it's factually incorrect. And that's what all these things are. Most of these negative reviews are based on just wrong data. They're coming from what, like Brian says, these people are not able to detach their own personal experience of the game from trying to look at the game in general for all potential players of it. Um, they say, if I don't like it, it's a bad game. Uh, I don't quite like it, but I can't say this is a bad game. It's, it's a harsh game, but I can't say it's a bad game. Well, and that's, you know, it's, I think you're, you're definitely onto something with the, with where those bad reviews come from. I guess, the big frustration was hearing that also from, you know, so-called professional review sites. That PC all- gamer thing was just uh, outrageous. I yeah, mean, yeah that, that surprised me. I mean, you're supposed to have a level of objectivity when you review a game. And if you don't, you explain why. Like, even in my review, I said many times, this is not for me, but it's not the game's fault. You yeah, know? that that and that and IGN really surprised us. Um, that we were just like, "Wow, he really didn't see any of what the game was about." And that's—I mean, we totally understand people that it's not for everybody. Of course, you know, it's it's brutally hard, it's unforgiving, it is stressful by by design, but it was by design, <laughs> a very deep design. Right, and you guys, you guys made the game like this, and I get that. I mean, I understand that this is supposed to be a challenge. 
Well, we appreciate, you know, like your guys' feedback is it's, it's great to hear. It's great to hear, um, you know, it's not great to hear that you're not enjoying the game, but it is great to hear that, that you tried and that you, you tried to work through it and find, uh, the strategy in it. And again, it's not your fault that the game, and I wouldn't even say I didn't enjoy it. It's just, uh, I couldn't get over my own emotional. I I think we have recorded proof that you didn't enjoy it. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, that sounds harsh. I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it. I want to say that I have this emotional hangup that prevented me from really preventing Hey, Brian, we need it, you, we need you to uh, check your blood pressure. Where's it at right now? Actually, you know what? Uh, I have a history of really high blood pressure in my family. I'm actually on two different medications oh, to keep my, so, so it, to keep so my blood pressure down. So it masks it. <laughs> it masks the stress. <laughs> You should. It sounds like you should maybe be not play anymore. <laughs> it sounds like you need to go to the operations module and roll a five. That's right. Go to, yeah. down. Go to communications. Popping out of his head. <laughs> no, I mean this game did stress me out. Like when it was talking about the stress in the game. Like yeah, it's not the only level. That's not the only place there's stress, you guys. <laughs> it really stressed me out. And again, but that's me. And and and, 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 that and the me. game even comes with sedatives. It's just for research points. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper than well, except in Canada, it's cheaper than real life. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean to sound cruel, but when you say that it stressed you out and it was it was uh, emotional, thank you. That's um... no, I mean, I, our animator I just heard me say that, and she's smiling. So that's. <laughs> no. No, this I mean, just in: three people have died while playing Tharsis. More at eleven. <laughs> no, I mean that's what you guys want. You guys wanted people to feel that tension, and I get that. You guys wanted to be like, "Oh God, this might be our last moment. We got to make it count." And I get that. And I think you've succeeded. That's just not what works for me, <laughs> but it works for other people apparently. <laughs> so that's so great. Did, so did you hit thumbs up or thumbs down on your Steam review? I. You know what? If those are the only criteria I have, and I kind of hate that Steam only has a thumbs up and a thumbs down. I kind of wish that Steam would also have a, a meh. You don't know, like you wave your hand like, yeah, you know, I wish Steam had a meh. Rating. Yeah, we, we'd like that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but um, I would, well, I would actually give this game a thumbs up because it is actually a really well-crafted experience. It's just not an experience for me, but it is a well-crafted experience. Um, so I, I can't fault the game for making me feel the way I feel because I have a hang-up, you know. Uh, I have a couple uh, questions before we wrap up. Uh, we're not Andrew- wrapping up. Are we wrapping up? I wasn't aware that we were wrapping up. Just uh, wrapping up. I, I actually have to go soon. Uh, oh, okay, we are wrapping, wrapping up. up. Okay. So real quick now, uh, Android version. Any chance, please? Um, He's got to be able to play this everywhere he goes. Assuming, exactly. Assuming, <laughs> we we are hoping to port it to mobile, um, and we'll we'll have to think about exactly platforms. Then we'd like to port it to everything ever. Um, we'll start with iOS, and we'll we'll have a look at Android then. Um, okay. I can't promise anything. Take that as a promise. Okay. Uh, good. <laughs> Second, the uh, I mentioned this on the forums. We need to buy, be able to buy the patch, the Iktomi patch that you see at the end. 
Yeah, oh, so uh, we are doing a contest right now for one, and uh, oh. you can you can win one. I don't and... want to win one. I want to send you money, and you can send it. <laughs> we're, we're working on a store where you'll be able to buy that, amongst other things. But, you know, merch is hard. But, uh, again, I won't promise oh. anything, but we'd like to. You know what I would like to see? i got to be honest with you. I mean, this game hasn't affected me, but I would... I'm actually interested in this universe. Like, what is this signal, and why this? Why is this ship that made the way it is? I'd love to see, like, maybe some kind of prequel novella. So it's part of a three-part game series. Laser Life oh. is one. This is the second, and there's a third game. What? So That's... Laser Life is part one of a trilogy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, well, it takes place a couple thousand years after Tharsis does. Um, and then the other one is a backwards trilogy. Uh, yeah, actually, it is a backwards trilogy as it's working out. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I the can't say anything just, about the third game. The third game, you just load it up, and it just says you lose. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> space is hard. Space is dangerous. Okay, you lose. So, what was your first one called? Laser Life. Laser Life. Here it is, right on Steam. Look at that. Requires yeah. a controller, I'm told, which is why I haven't bought it yet. Or a real sense camera. A what? What? Any <laughs> of those? Intel, Intel has a um, motion sensing. It's like a super advanced Kinect. What? Oh, I see. <laughs> and we wow, support that. Crazy. So, uh, is it like heavy metal music, and and you actually track like head banging and. <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's, I don't know how I would describe <laughs> the music. Electronic, uh... It's, it's ooh, ele- electronic. I've never heard of electronic. It's electronic being... techno... Chris Osborne music. Yeah, yeah. It's, be- it's, being pe- it's being compared to uh, Res quite a bit on the reviews here, which is... We appreciate that. Which is high praise. Yes. Very we appreciate high praise. the comparisons to Res. We welcome them. Yeah, but yeah. you guys didn't. You guys didn't include like a cool vibrator with it, so. Or did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh. <laughs> that makes so, it collectors uh, collectors special edition. <laughs> so AC Wraith is wondering if there's going to be controller support coming to the PC because there's a PS4 version, so that might make sense. Uh, probably. There's oh. there's some technical hurdles to it, but we would like to port oh. them over. We actually didn't think people would be super interested in it for the PC, but it turns out they are. So we may do that in a future update. Right now, we're really kind of just driving towards getting those challenges and missions ready for everybody. Um, and then we'll sort of, you know, take a breath, take stock, and figure out where we go from there. Now, uh, so these missions and challenges, will people be able to create their own as well, like maybe in Steam Workshop or something, or are these going to be just, is there, is there going to be any randomness to them, or are they going to be like set challenges? They're going to be set conditions for now. Um, okay. We just kind of want to get the first set out there and see how people do with them, see what they like about them, and kind of go from there. Um, you know, we, we worked in isolation on the main game making what we wanted to make and now we're really you know taking in feedback and listening to what people say and building out the challenges we'll see how people take to them and adjust from there um maybe there's workshop in the future again it's all just dependent on you know if people are still playing the game if people are still supporting it we'll keep supporting it and that's you know that's what it comes down to 
Right, and and I've I've noticed there has been quite a bit of. Ch- I mean, yeah, there have been positive and negative reviews, obviously, but there's been a lot of chatter about it, mm-hmm. and that's good. A lot of people are talking about this game, which is yeah, good. it's great. Which is good, and again, I was saying before the show that I've I've rarely seen a space game get people as emotional as this one does. Yeah, I mean, we, it's definitely a, a huge success for us on a lot of levels. Um, that it is getting so much attention, it is, is getting people riled up. Um, maybe we riled people up a little too much. This kind of dice mechanic would be a total bitch in a road in a roguelike. Aren't there yeah. some rogue? Are there some roguelikes with dice? I think there. Yeah, but I, but I mean, like, roll some dice, and there's particular combinations that will hurt you. And depending on what you're at, you know, it's like, oh, you've discovered an altar, roll some dice, you know, and there's slots that you can plug dice into, right, if you get certain numbers or something. So it's a tabletop role-playing game suddenly. Uh, but with more dice. (laughs) (laughs) It could could be like Dungeon of the Endless dice. Oh, God, no, not in that game. Shit, it's hard enough. <laughs> I know, that's another game that makes you sweat. <laughs> Which so, game is that? Uh, uh, Dungeon of the Endless. Really fantastic um, tower defense roguelike from the folks at Amplitude. Um, really excellent. So what is the time frame for uh, the missions, Matt? And then what do you have planned after that? And we'll end on that. So, uh, yeah, the first drop of missions should be in the next couple weeks. Oh, great. Um, we'll drop a handful and then keep adding them to them from there for, you know, maybe the next month or so. And we'll see how people like them. And then it's kind of like we'll we'll take stock of where it is and how people are doing on Steam. Um, and we'll either keep making content, keep making missions and scenarios and whatnot, um, maybe throw in a couple of new playable crew. Um, or we may go over to uh, porting it for tablets and iPads and Android devices and stuff like that. But uh, we're kind of like we've got part of the team working on new games and a big part of the team building more support for this. So it's kind of up to you guys um, who are playing it and who have yet to play it <laughs> to determine our future with Tharsis. New you know, games? I could, I could see games? a version that uh, doesn't have like the chaos at the beginning, but it's almost like okay, well, we have the crew, right? And there's, like, the science guy and the whatever. So we just have to do mission jobs on the way until somebody rolls some shitty dice and then the ship explodes. But, you know... <laughs> yeah, we, like, some, we actually have a couple scenarios uh, blocked out that are very much like that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just made that up. I totally stole that idea, and now we're we're running with it. <laughs> Well, Matt, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy evening to join us. I want to send my thanks to the team for making such an awfully compelling yet mean game. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, Mark and, and, and Ben, thank you guys for, for chiming in with your opinions on the game. It's been it's really been interesting to bring fan. We usually don't do this, but it's really been interesting to bring fans in on a game when we talk to the developer as well it's it's really i think it's been a good back and forth yeah i really appreciate um hearing kind of reasoned out of what you guys liked and what you didn't it really helps us we we really like hearing thoughtful feedback of you know what what registered and what didn't and what turned you away or what turned you on like 
that stuff's awesome for us. That's kind of what we live for is, is, I mean, we're making games for people to play and enjoy and love. So, you know, it's great hearing directly from you guys. So I'm watching a YouTube video, laser life. And by the way, the music's great. Um, but obviously this is not somebody's first attempt at making a game. So what other stuff has the team done? Is there other uh, things? So we made all the bit trip games and runner two and oh, right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I played a couple of those. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So you guys have a wide variety of stuff in your, in your, in your pocket, don't you? Just a wide variety of things going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's after the, after runner two, you know, we definitely branched out and I mean, laser life is still music rhythm, but it's definitely a different style. And Tharsis right. is obviously a big departure. Um, Woe Dave and Destructamundo. And we have the sequel to Woe Dave Space Dave uh, <laughs> coming in a few months. So yeah, we're, we've been around. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah. Thank Mark. Thank you, Matt. Sorry. There's Martin Mac. Mark. Fuck me. Sorry, Matt. God, oh he almost God. made it. He almost made it. <laughs> so I, close. You know, that was actually a, a good show with not a lot of cursing from me. I, God, you got I'm, one in the first two minutes, and then, you know. I'm working you, on then... it. I'm working on it. So that I'd say that's progress. So, folks, um, uh, just some bookkeeping. This week's multiplayer game has changed. It was supposed to be Quintet, but now it's going to be Space Beast Terror Fright on Thursday. If you don't know what that game is, look it up. It's amazing. And then, uh, uh, God, what are we doing next week? Shit, I should look this up. No. Uh, we have some. We have guests for like the next eighteen thousand weeks. Oh yeah, we're doing uh, that planetary prospectors game next week. That's who we're talking to next week, though. Yeah, that's that, a good yeah. weird time. That is that is a good weird thing, and I, I'm I'm intrigued to learn more about that. I'm going to play that throughout the week. Um, so that's who we're talking to next week, guys. This game is Tharsis. It is on Steam. And How much is it selling hell. for? How much is it selling for on Steam right now? Fourteen ninety nine. It's it's actually apparently on the PS4 as well. Um, and if this is your type of game, you will probably love it. But if you're like me, I don't know, man. You might want to go play uh, something else. Yeah, try Tharsis if you're not into it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to not recommend it, but I mean if if you like if you're a type of gamer like me, you will probably get stressed more than you need to. Yeah, I think I think basically it's a game that doesn't really need a demo. It's just like watch watch a YouTube video of somebody that likes it and watch a YouTube video of somebody that doesn't and then figure out which one you are. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. All right, guys, thank you uh, so much for watching and listening. Guests and co-hosts, thank you for hanging around, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. Start the rules.